trenches, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches. Everybody, welcome back to the Jewels from the Trenches podcast. I am so excited. I have my sister in Christ with me today. Um, I have Unique. So excited to be Thank you for having me. Yes, no problem, Unique. And you all know me. I'm the host of Jewels from the Trenches podcast. My name is Diamond Destiny, also known as Diamond of Faith. Um, today's episode is just going to be on spiritual growth. And so uh, why we should also take our wins just as seriously as our losses, because I definitely feel that uh, as Christians and as people in general, a lot of times you can be perfectionist. And, you know, when we mess up, we take that so hard. But when it comes time to celebrate, you know, a win in life, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, we don't take it as serious. And so, um, Unique, my sister in Christ, uh, she has a blog called Uniquely Divine, and I read your most recent post, and it was Hope uh, Hope is on the Horizon, and you yes. guys have to check it out. She has a very nice blog, <laughs> and what I like, and no problem, what I like uh, is in that blog, you were talking about your life coach, and he mm -hmm. was telling you that sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Like we'll yeah. blame the enemy and be like, oh, that was a trick of the enemy. You know, why I didn't get my blessings and things like that. It's like, yeah, but sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I think so. um, can I go or <laughs> did I cut you off? No, 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 no. Okay. I was going to say um, with that being said, like, I think that, you know, like you were saying, like we blame it on the enemy most of the time and we'll be like, oh, the enemy is doing this to me or you know it's spiritual warfare and sometimes it can be but sometimes I think in every situation we have choices we have a choice even in a bad situation when we're going through spiritual warfare we have a choice to look at it as a positive or a negative like what are we going to do in that time you know what I mean so exactly. it's really about having faith and having hope that's what I say I mean honestly mm -hmm. that's what I say like and to go with that I think there's a big thing that people do where they say like if it's meant to be, I mean, uh, it, it was meant to be, you know, that's what happened. And sometimes we can kind of take that out of context. So uh, can you explain to our viewers what meant to be means in the correct context and why sometimes people go wrong with this and they take it out of context? Yeah, um, so can you repeat the Sorry, the yeah, yeah. Sorry. So when we say a lot of times when we say like, oh, well, you know, whatever happened, happened, and it was meant to be. And yeah. sometimes that statement just gets thrown around. And it's like, oh, that wasn't necessarily meant to happen. It happened, yeah. but it didn't have to happen that way. Um, <laughs> I, I can give you a good example. So like, for example, um, if I'm, if I know God has called me to, help a friend and let's say I didn't help that friend and then the friend is like uh you didn't help me but you know I did get someone else to go and help me so I ended up getting what I needed anyway and then I respond with oh well it was meant to happen that way it was meant for me not to help you <laughs> right okay so I get what you mean um <laughs> Yeah, I don't think everything is meant to be. Um, I think just us as humans have choices. Like I just, mm -hmm. you know, said, like we can choose 
like you were saying, like your friend could choose not to respond to you or choose to pick up the phone and receive that help. So it's ultimately up to us, like God gifts us and he blesses us with different things, but it's up to us to see that or seek him or see the opportunity at hand. And it's up to us to go in his direction or go in the opposite direction. So it's not necessarily these things are meant to be, but it's up to us to choose what path we want to take. So that's what I believe. Yeah, exactly. I definitely think the same thing. Like (laughs) our faith without works, like you said, is dead. So a lot of the times when people say like, you know, they'll blame the enemy and be like, oh, this is why that happened. Or, you know, or even sometimes give credit like, oh, well, you know, it was meant to happen that way. And that's why I didn't help you or whatever. Like we're really taking credit for things that really had nothing to do with us. Like we, we honestly have things that we know in our hearts are right. And that's like through the Holy Spirit when we're walking in the spirit and not in our flesh. Mm-hmm. we know like for example going back to what I said if God called me to help a friend and I didn't help them ah that wasn't meant to be <laughs> that was right. me not following God and then God sending someone else in my place to make sure that that thing that my friend got whatever they needed mm-hmm. and so like when people would say that you know the enemy is working the enemy is uh, uh to blame for why I didn't do this or didn't do that for example, and using myself as an example, again, me not helping that friend, if I didn't have anything else to do, and I just didn't want to help them, I could say that that was laziness, right? Mm-hmm. And then so to say that, like, um, you know, that was the enemy, that was, that would be me, I would blame myself for that realistically. And mm-hmm. so that is interesting, too, because a lot of Christians will be like, well, you know, that's spiritual warfare right there. And what I'm getting at is, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of this too, is that sometimes we're giving like the enemy more credit. <laughs> and sometimes it's just us. And it's like our own laziness, our own not being prayerful, our own not reading the word. And it has nothing to do with the enemy was trying to attack me that day. Like, no, you just didn't want to help your friend. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I think in the case of spiritual warfare, where I see spiritual warfare is like when you're actually doing the work you're supposed to do, and maybe things aren't just facilitating themselves, but when you really look at spiritual warfare, like the enemy, like I've seen this a lot, the enemy is not going to try to break into an empty house. So there must be something manifesting. I love that, that. Exactly. Like there must be something manifesting good within you that he's aware of. And he's like, I got to stop this as soon as I can. Um, but obviously we know, mm-hmm. like I know when I see spiritual warfare, like it means something good is happening. So it's like, at the time you feel bothered but it's really like I'm unbothered because I know something is happening like I know my blessing is like right next door so I'm okay Um, but it's not always the enemy to blame though so (laughs) (laughs) exactly oh my goodness I know so many people that do that and it's frustrating because it's like if when you know you can tell the difference like the longer you walk with god the longer you've been in a relationship with god you can tell the difference between something that was really like the enemy or something that was more of like yourself and i just say that to mean like it's important that we make sure we do our part as people (laughs) right yeah and so um i don't know if you like have a story or a time that you want to share where that's happened to you or you've heard someone say something like that you were like "Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, let me think. Um, think of that. 
Because, um, like, for me personally, I try not to do that. But I do know, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people that just will blame it on the enemy. Like, I don't know. Like, let's say, like, you're getting... Okay. Like, let's say, for instance, mm-hmm. somebody is going to work, right? Mm-hmm. But they leave the house late. And so when they get to work, they're blaming on the enemy on, like, why they were late, like, all the traffic. But it's like, you know, like, you left the house late. Like, oh. you know <laughs> to prepare before leaving the house for traffic or anything coming in your way before leaving. So in, like, that case, it's like, you can't, like, blame. Blame, it. yeah, yeah. It's like, you knew ahead of time when to be there, when to clock in, like, and, yeah. It's, I don't know. People <laughs> just blame the enemy for, like, the littlest things, and, it's in our control as well. Like some things aren't in your control, but if you're like, you know, certain things are in your control, so. Yeah, definitely. And like Mm -hmm. to add on to what you're saying, like, cause that reminded me of another point. I think Mm -hmm. the difference too, is that when you've done everything right or like everything in your power to make sure that something went, you know, the right way and it still Mm -hmm. didn't happen. That's when you can say, okay, it was meant for it to happen this way. Right. Uh, Yeah. Like I did leave the house on time. I had mm-hmm. made sure I put gas in my car the night before. Mm-hmm. And just suddenly out of nowhere, they're like, we're doing construction today and it's snowing outside. And you know, then it's kind of like, yeah. okay, there's nothing that I could have done to possibly make myself get to work faster. Right. right. Definitely. But you know, just thank God you made it there safely. Like exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness, I love that. And going back to what you said earlier about the empty house, I think that's another important topic to bring up because so many Christians say like, um, uh, they, the enemy doesn't want to take something he already has is what I'm getting right. at. Like we have uh, people who are uh, in the kingdom working actively <laughs> you know, whatever way it is, whether they've, uh, they're teaching, they're doing Bible study, they um, uh, do evangelism, uh, write books and songs and whatever it is. And I think the being oftentimes when you're called to do things like that, God is using you to be wholehearted and real, which is one thing I love about your blog. I can definitely tell that you're just wholehearted with what you write. It's definitely something that's not fabricated. It's coming from the heart. And so, yeah, no problem. And so like, like you said, the enemy isn't going to attack you if he doesn't feel threatened by you. And then, so if you have someone who isn't praying, who isn't reading the word, who isn't doing like those basic steps to build a relationship with God, then the enemy isn't going to attack them. There's right. nothing to attack. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do that you haven't done to yourself? I can't take away a prayer life you don't have. I can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's a very good point to bring up because a lot of people kind of like miss that. Like you said you had a dream about the world ending or you said that, <laughs> you know, God gave you this vision. I, that didn't happen to me. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> right? was there anything in that house to take, you know? So that's so true. Um as far as um like what you were saying as far as um mm-hmm. he won't be able to take from you if you don't have anything like as far as a prayer life or anything like that because I'll hear from like a lot of my like I have friends who aren't believers right mm-hmm. and they'll be like so what's the difference like I don't see anything wrong going in my life right now like yeah because you're you wouldn't get attacked because you're not really on a path of praying or reading your word or you don't have knowledge like he has you where he wants you yeah. you have knowledge therefore you lack understanding 
Like, so he has you exactly where he wants you, but the people that are gaining knowledge and are seeking the truth, of course, we're getting somewhere else. And of course he's trying to attack that. He's trying to distract, he's trying to confuse. So mm-hmm. that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember when I first um, got saved, I, and every time I would like go to pick up a Bible, you know, like when you first read the Bible, it's like so much, like especially a King James Version, you're like, why is everything written in Old English? You're like, right. and just getting through the first part where it's just talking about how God created the earth, it, make, it made me like sleepy. I was like, I don't understand why every time I pick up the Bible, I'm sleepy. And that I'm was sleepy. a good example. <laughs> I don't know why. But like, even I don't think with that specific translation, I just have to take a nap. I don't know what happens. It's, it's not like it's boring. It's just a lot. That's what I always <laughs> say. Because I feel like people, they hear that and they automatically think like, see, that's why I don't read the word. That's why I'm not Christian. That is so like, why would you put yourself through that? And it's like, there are so many more benefits to you reading than not reading. And that's why we right. still do it. Because you have so many different revelations that happen. And right. so like, the more I kept trying to read, the more I kept like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And I'm going to study it and I'm going to understand it. That happened less and less. And eventually like I was able to read the whole Bible. And like when you do that, that's not over there. Like you have to go back and read the word again and read the yeah. word again. But just saying like, that's a good example of spiritual warfare. Like I'm sitting here genuinely trying to read and understand this word. And every time I pick it up, I'm like, I fall asleep. <laughs> like, oh my oh, God. I understand like because even for me like so 2020 for me mm-hmm. I decided to actually pick it up and read it more often um, yeah guilty of not really reading my word as often as I should and I was I've been there twice a week maybe and I was like you know what at this point there's so much mm-hmm. happening like I think it was around the time George Floyd um yeah, yeah. and I was like there's so mm-hmm. much happening I should just you know pick up the bible at this point and really understand like what's going on um, so finally I did. And like you said, like, I don't know, I was falling asleep. It wasn't because it was boring. <laughs> I was just meditating on it so hard and trying to understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I would end up taking a nap. And sometimes I would just have these dreams too. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like I'm a big believer in like dreams of like, yes. that's how God speaks to you as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I had a dream um, and it actually goes with what we're saying. Um, mm-hmm. where, uh, I was in a room, I was in a house. I still don't understand all the different parts of the dream, but like to sum it up in a short, nice way, um, the devil was in the dream and I was standing with someone else and the devil was like ignoring the person I was standing with. Like they're not even there, but he kept focusing on me and like talking to me and I would leave and be like, get away from me. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually I got at the end of the dream, I got to a room where it was like this room just full of kids and they were all working for him. And he was like, hey, you can be a part of this group. You can, you know, join my team. We're having fun. And I was like, get away from me. And like the person I was with, he would never talk to them. And then when I woke up, I realized like that's because he's not worried about someone he already has. He's looking at me because he's like, well, I need that person on my team. And then, so he was like using the groups of people to try to, you know, make it like, oh, this is cool. You know, that thing where it's like two wrongs don't make a right. You have like a room full of people doing this. Oh, it's cool. It's fine. Everyone's doing it. And I was like, no, it's not fine. (laughs) So that, yeah, that reminded me of that too. Like God gives us so many dreams when we go to him 
and we mm -hmm. have like a relationship with him and it's one of the ways many ways he speaks to us which mm -hmm. i feel is another topic that also needs to be spoke on because a lot of people don't know how god speaks and they're just kind of like they look for signs and symbols anywhere and they're kind of like oh, okay um yeah. i yeah. saw a red car today god spoke to me and it's like well you're gonna need a little more than that and you you, you right we, we need a foundation so if you could speak on how the many different ways God speaks to us, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'll start off by saying like, I know a lot of Christians even that believe in like Zodiac signs. Um, that is so it, crazy. <laughs> I, it is crazy because when you actually read the Bible and like it's in the first chapter talking mm -hmm. about Zodiac signs and how the fallen angels actually came here and like made that whole thing up. It's yep. not, there's nothing real about it. And then, like, again, the enemy steals from God and tries to pervert it and make it his own thing. Like, he's not even original. It's crazy. Yep. But, anyways, <laughs> so going on about that topic. But, anyways, <laughs> but, anyways, um, so I can speak on how like God speaks to me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I said, dreams, I even had a similar dream to you when I first started to like read it every day, the Bible. Um, where I don't know, it was like, I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was. It was like a witch or something yeah. like a Halloween looking witch with a long nose. And she was just sitting there, but like in my spirit, like I knew it was the enemy. And I just kept like screaming, like the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And then finally she went away, but it was just crazy how like, she was just literally attacking me in the room. It was just like me in the room. I don't know what it was. It was just weird. But I know God speaks to me through dreams, um, numbers as well. And mm -hmm. I used to think numbers was like, again, because I had no understanding. So I used to think I used to give the credit to the enemy thinking numbers are just like, you know, like how zodiac signs and stuff work. So but right, then I started right. realizing that numbers actually do mean something. And like if I see a repetitive number, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I don't make so much of it to make it my idol. Right. But I right, understand yeah. like. I have to think like, what did I pray earlier? Like, what did I pray earlier in the week? And I think God speaks to us through numbers as well. Um, he can speak to you through people. Like the spirit can move through people. Um, there's like multiple different ways in which mm -hmm. God can speak to you though. But those are like the main ways that God speaks to you oh, yeah. dreams and numbers, definitely. I definitely agree with that. And going on, like adding on to what you said about speaking through people, I think a lot of times, just as people in general, we sometimes overlook the person God wants to use because it's that person. Like, mm -hmm. for example, like if God were to use someone that I didn't like, mm -hmm. like that doesn't mean it's all right for me to be like, oh no, God wasn't speaking through them. That, that message wasn't it came through them like people do that and it's not good I think it's good for us to recognize like separate the person from the message because right. God can use anyone um yeah yeah definitely um I also think uh, another good way God speaks is through circumstance which is what a lot of people miss <laughs> um so like even for example just us being on this podcast right now I could say that it was meant for this to happen because uh we had set a date and a time and we were able to do it <laughs> right. now had we set a date and a time and it was like oh man this came up for me this came up for you then we wouldn't have been able to do it then we could say okay it was meant to be all right we can do it another time right so, definitely yeah I just think that like a lot of people need to know these kind of things because those are the things where it's like you can read the bible but you really have to like study it mm -hmm. to really understand it and get like the jewels from it because <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's that's... not 
Oh, you can continue. Oh, sorry. I was going to say uh, the word is the way God speaks to you as well. I don't know why I didn't say that, yeah. but the word <laughs> is the way God speaks to you. Like, even with the daily scriptures that I read, um, I'll just like relate it back to what I'm going through in life and I'll be like, wow, that's like a confirmation or, you know, it just keeps you going, keeps you with yeah. hope and faith. It, it really does. It really does. And so I think that's a, that's a good sum up for, for that half of the topic because you've covered yeah. a lot of good points. And it's just so funny, like the way God uses people, like just to bring us together to be able to talk on this platform. And then whenever this video goes out on Spotify or YouTube or whatever, someone else could hear this and be like, you know what? I was wondering the, the answer to that. And then they answered it. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Definitely. Oh, another thing I wanted to say too, like with people, I know we brought up um, mm -hmm. how God speaks through people. <coughs> Sorry. Oh <my laughs> You're <God>. fine. <laughs> <coughs> okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> how God speaks through people, but you also have to be careful of like listening to too many like prophetic mm -hmm. voices um, mm -hmm. without seeking God as well. Like you want to make sure that you're seeking God first and then getting your confirmation or answer and not just getting it through people. Because sometimes people use people as their God or like their idol and forgetting that oh, we can go yeah. to God directly. So that's a really um, good point. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Mm -hmm. There, I think uh, everything that we <laughs> teach or everything that we say, that's why you hear so many people say, also look in the word. Don't just listen to me, but also look in the word. Also right. ask God for yourself because I don't want to be the reason why you were led astray and, you know, from my understanding. And it's kind of like that last episode that I did on tattoos. We were just mm -hmm. kind of saying, and I know you saw it, and we were kind of just saying uh, it's about the function of the tattoo and uh, not so much that you have a tattoo. So is it glorifying uh, God, basically? Um, yeah. And things like that. It's an understanding, but it's not yeah. a everyone needs to go get one or everyone shouldn't get one kind of thing. Yeah, because so, I think people can choose to do what they want to do. But mm -hmm. um, I think with anything, like you could give the glory back to God. Like I know mm -hmm. people might look at tattoos as evil. I don't really have any or mm -hmm. a preference if anyone had any. I think they're kind of cool. I'm just probably scared out <laughs> to get them. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's just how you give the glory back to God. And another thing my life coach said too was um, evil is really just mismanaged good. Mm -hmm. It's really just mismanaged good. Like, so it's depending on, again, like you said, how like the tattoo is being used. Like, is it used right. to give the glory back or is it just some random tattoo like you got of an animal? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know, but mm -hmm. it should be something to glorify God as well. It, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so this is a good transition for our next point, um, mm -hmm. which is something that I know you'll be able to relate with because everyone can relate with this. <laughs> And so yeah. my next point is just that there is like this hidden pressure in today's society for everyone to know everything and for everyone to be perfect, but it's like no one knows it all. Like even us when we can go on here and we can speak on certain topics within the Christian community or like how I have Bible study uh, that I teach sometimes, like yeah. no one knows everything. And yeah. so what is your advice for a person who feels stuck in that feeling of like, I need to be a perfect person. I have to know everything if I'm going to teach or if I'm going to speak or that and that kind of thing. Um, I 
don't believe you have to know everything. That is crazy. We don't know everything. <laughs> God is way too vast mm -hmm. to know all of him, but that's like the greatest thing because we could take all of our lives to still know and still understand. Mm -hmm. There's still be more knowing and understanding, mm -hmm. still be more knowledge to gain. So it's kind of exciting that there's so much to know and so much to learn. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I wouldn't pressure yourself to be perfect um, mm -hmm. because if you wait and wait and wait so long to be perfect, you're never going to fulfill that purpose that God has you for. Mm -hmm. um, like I see something that says God doesn't necessarily call like the qualified all the time right. um, but he's just calling you because he knows there there is something in you and eventually you'll see that but you kind of just have to step in and do it like you just have to like you're never going to know what you're capable of doing or know what you're mm -hmm. able to learn until you actually get out there and do it you know it's kind of like mm -hmm. I guess an example is like learning how to swim like for me I'm learning how to swim um, but I was terrified. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know it's so embarrassing, but <laughs> um, like I, I was haven't terrified. learned it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, cool. I'm still learning. Um, <laughs> but I had to get into the pool, and it was kind of terrifying because I don't know how to swim. But it's either when I get in there, I sink or I swim. But there's somebody there. Um, the point I guess I'm trying to make is God is going to be with you, but you have to take the first step. Trenches in the trench in the trenches. You know, you have to take the first step into the pool. The instructor's there, but in order for you to learn, you have to take the first step. Right, so right. faith is really doing the work and trusting that God will do the rest. He'll have your hand, he'll have your back, but you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what faith is. And we forget that faith is really an action. It's not just a belief, but it's actually believing in those prayers and putting them forth into action. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, like because we do struggle a lot with that. I know when I was uh, first saved and I was learning, you know, the Bible and all those kind of things, there I felt that pressure. <laughs> like I needed to know, like everything and then slowly I learned like no one is going to know everything there are people who are like much much older than me much much more experienced who are like I don't even know what you're talking about like yeah. <laughs> and uh we can do we can teach and uh the things that we do know and I think that as long as you have a foundation God is going to build that up right like, so even mm -hmm. if like, for example, like how you have a life coach, I'm sure the life coach that you have at one point didn't know everything that he knows today. <laughs> and yes, so he's teaching you. Yeah. And as he's teaching you, he's learning with you. And like, he can know the things that he's telling you, but there are still certain things that I'm sure you would learn together in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and you just, it's just like, even no matter how old you get, you're really not going to know everything. Mm -hmm. And there's always room for knowing, you know, the world is changing, even with technology. Like, I mean, there's older people that have to come to us and still learn technology because they don't know. Right. So, <laughs> right. Like The world is just always evolving. There's always things to learn. You're never too big to be a student. Like, I always like to have mm -hmm. a student mentality, even when I'm in like leadership positions, you can mm -hmm. always learn how to improve. Like, I just always personally me I always like to learn so you know don't be so hard on yourself trying to be perfect I'm also I'm also guilty though of being a perfectionist at times yeah but I don't yeah. deter that from like me still going forth and like pursuing my purpose 
either. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say, I guess I'm a healthy heart on myself. Like if I know that I can improve on something, like I want to improve it. Like I just like to challenge myself exactly. to do things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with challenging yourself, but trying to be perfect and then like, you know, being down on yourself or being hard on mm-hmm. yourself and then not doing it is a problem. But if I guess you're being hard on yourself along the journey, like, you know, just ease up a little bit. But as long as you're doing the work, that's really what matters. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's yeah. one of those things that we learn that seems so <laughs> complicated um, because a lot of people will say like, uh, after you get saved and, you know, uh, Jesus took care of everything on the cross, but you should still, they're Christians who are basically saying, yeah, but you should still be perfect. <laughs> and it's like, we know that you don't have to be perfect. You can fall yeah. but at the same time. It's understanding where you went wrong, repenting and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's why we say like being saved isn't a works thing. It's a faith. It's a, a hope and knowing what Jesus has done, but then the part of it that requires work and the faith is just being able to spread that and pass that on to others. And I think that's a a very big thing that sometimes people get confused. They think you either have to have this major big role within the community to be considered important. Mm -hmm. uh, When really it's like, uh, when we're called to be the body of Christ, it's literally a body of of people like of believers and I literally heard someone say like you can be the fingernail of Christ like you can be the eyelash but you're still important and that is so true because one without the other like can you imagine walking around with fingers and no fingernails like you yeah you would literally (laughs) life would suck you'd be like my fingers hurt from hitting these these keys on my keyboard like I need fingernails like everyone is important (laughs) so the things that you have been taught are a foundation and I think even within the smallest role it's uh, building you up for even bigger things and even like you said when you're in the teacher role you're still a student because you're still learning things and then later you can look back and say I didn't know what I know now and it continues and continues and continues right definitely yeah So uh, going on to my next point, um, this is uh, Shikari Richardson. Mm. Um, And if you guys aren't familiar with the story, uh, Shikari Richardson was uh, suspended from the Olympics for a month uh, for failing the marijuana test. And then so this goes into my point of why we should take our wins just as seriously as our losses. Because up until that point, um, Shakari has been a good role model in the community. Um, mm-hmm. She has been someone who has pretty much kept a clean image. Mm-hmm. And so I just find it interesting that um, just as people, not as an Olympian, not, a, not as a Christian, just as a person, sometimes we take uh, our moments of failure very, very hard. The moment that uh, this news um, was spread, everyone was talking about it, everyone had something to say, um, but not too many people were like, but look at what she didn't do wrong, but look at her achievements. And I feel like it's that same way within our regular daily lives. There are a lot of moments where we might focus very hard. And like you said, if you're a perfectionist, you might focus so hard on, yeah, everything came out right, but I didn't do this one little thing right, that one little speck of dust, right? And it's like, but look at the whole picture. Look at the achievements too. Do you have like a moment in your life where you felt like that? Like I've, I've done something and it wasn't bad, but it could have been better. 
And then also with that, what is some advice you would give to those people who are like feeling in that same struggle of focusing so much on the loss, but not the win, not the big picture? Right. Um, yeah, for me, I think that's just like my everyday. Well, not anymore, but I think I'll use like when I turn 25 as an example. Mm-hmm. I don't know why 25 is that age that you think you're going to have everything together or you have an anticipation of like having your life, maybe being married, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. having children. I don't know, but I thought 25 was going to be it. And when it wasn't it, I was like, I should have done this better. I could have done this better. But in reality, it's kind of like, well, would I have even been ready for all of that? You right. know, and I now look at these things as more of an opportunity that God is giving me, like he's giving me more time to prepare myself so I can be like the best version of myself. And when those things do happen, which I'm sure they will, and it's mm-hmm. not like I'm running out of time, but I think just as women, like we have that pressure to like have everything done before 30 or something. I don't know if you have that experience, but like for me, that's just... Yeah, no, I can definitely relate. Like, I'm not 25 yet, so thanks for the heads up. <laughs> it but... feels like it all goes downhill, but I promise it's like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. It all goes downhill. <laughs> well, thank you. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, that same way on a small scale, on a smaller scale. Um, there are definitely a lot of people who feel the same way. Like I definitely should have this, 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 and this by this age, just because of like society, but yeah. no two people are the same. Like there are people who have gotten married at like 17 and like 15 in like different States. And it's like, well, that's not my life. And we can't all expect to have the same standard. Right. I know like for me, when I was in high school, I went to like one of those old like bougie high schools where like everybody's driving like something expensive. And you know, at the age of 16, I'm like, this is where we get our licenses. This is the year I'm gonna be balling. And it didn't happen. I was like, um, where's my car? Where's my driver's license? And like one thing after another happened. And this goes back to that thing about what is in the Lord's will. Like instead of looking at, you know, what we want to happen, but what God has planned for us, Um, I wasn't looking at the Lord's will. I was like, I just want to drive, like get me a car, you know? And then, so when that didn't happen, I was like, let down, like, dang, you know, I should have pushed harder to take driver's ed faster or did this other thing first. And the thing is like, I'm glad the way things turned out the way they did, because looking back, it's kind of like one, those kids were not great at driving and I don't want my car dented. <laughs> they got accidents like every other day. Like, I'm not even lying. Like they'd be in the parking lot and they'd be like, oh, who got an accident again today? Like they couldn't drive. But, <laughs> but also just that it's good. It's a humbling experience is what I'm saying. Because instead of competing and comparing yourself by not having a car just completely removes me from that whole situation. Instead of saying, oh, I could be like this person or keep up with, it didn't matter. After I got out of high school, most of my friends who were like, I drove a Beamer, I drove a Volvo, I drove a Mercedes, ended up selling them. And they ended up getting other cars that were more fit for them at the time. Right. Yeah. So yeah, even with that, like, it's kind of like you have to look at it like, 
a blessing. Like you were saying, mm -hmm. like we're in so much competition with everyone else around us. And really we should be in competition with ourselves and looking at what mm -hmm. God desires for us in that moment and in that time. And when you really think about it at like 16 years old to drive that car, it's like, it's just a car. Like if you think smarter, <laughs> wouldn't you want to like invest that money? And then later exactly. on down the line, when you have like a nice house, like then you can have the car to match, but it's just a car. It's going to get you to point mm -hmm. A to point B, like yep. no matter what you're driving, like yep. having all that flashy <laughs> stuff, but you can't even afford rent. It's really not smart. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, 16 year olds. Off. Yeah, they're not thinking like that. They're like, um, that's what my friend's doing. That's all they're looking at. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess the advice that I would give somebody, though, like in just those situations, again, like this could just be your preparation season. Like waiting isn't a punishment in any way, shape or form. It's by the time these things come, you'll be fully ready. And then, like you said, those people just sold their cars and had to get new cars that were exactly. more affordable and actually um better I guess you know, <laughs> yeah for better them for them yeah, yeah yeah so it's not all about the flashiness it's not all about that it's it's really about doing God's will you know and doing it for God and giving him the glory at the end of the day so it's really just about preparation yeah no you're completely correct in that like and another thing I think I would say to a person who is struggling with that feeling of like when I do good it's barely noticed or they feel like it's not noticed but the moment I slip up everyone's like ah and like pointing the finger and um just keep going because God sees everything like he sees when you uh went out of your way to help someone else uh when no one else was paying attention um, he sees when you gave, even when you didn't have a lot to give, um, right. it, God sees like everything. So in those moments when you mess up and people are pointing the finger and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> don't worry about it because right. God saw the parts that people weren't necessarily giving you the attention for. And also just that we should never work for uh, the approval of other people anyway. So when you're focusing on God, that's not even the concern. Nope, you're doing it exactly for him when you're, especially when you're living out your purpose, you're doing it for him. You're not worried about the following, the following will come and the right people will come. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just about this popularity contest. It's really about doing it for the glory mm -hmm. and it's about saving souls and bringing them back to the kingdom. So that's really what it's mm -hmm. about. And I think there's enough room for everyone to do that when you're not in competition. Like, mm -hmm. I think the issue is people are looking at other people and being in competition instead of looking yeah. at when you look at God and what he wants for you and the doors he wants to open for you it's just a different experience overall it is it is it's like um it just amen I just love that amen but also <laughs> uh going with what you said um it is a different experience when you're only focused on God because um the things that he has for you like it's literally for you like it's not for your friend it's not for your mom or your dad or your dog it's for you <laughs> and right. like if it were for someone else they wouldn't enjoy those things so if you were competing with someone else and wanting what is for someone else you're ultimately going to be unhappy because we know God knows our hearts and we follow his will and he gives us uh, the ultimate desires of our heart so if we're chasing what's for someone else, we're not going to get those things. Right. And that person has what they have. They were created for who, what they were created for. And you were created for what you were created for. And it's like, why would you mm -hmm. want what they have when they're already doing that? You know, it's not original. Yeah. You want to be an original person, whoever 
God desired desire for you to be and whatever he called you to do so it's really just important again to just focus on God like I just find when I'm focused on God like I'm in this peaceful bubble that like no one can burst like it's like the best feeling ever it is <laughs> it <laughs> is it really is like everything could be going wrong in your life you could be like I can't even pay these bills right now but I'm just gonna praise Jesus <laughs> right it's really the best feeling it is. And I think like another big part of that that we didn't mention is social media, that feeling like I need to be perfect or, you know, comparing yourself to these other people. Mm -hmm. um, you can like get caught up in like the numbers game. And it's like, it's not even about the numbers. How many of those people that are following you are actually like following Jesus though? <laughs> like, and that's why I also try to make it a big point to rest when it's time to rest, because if you don't reset and go back to God, you're going to get trapped in the ways of the world when it's like, we just got to focus on God. Like you said, just keep our eyes focused on the mission, on Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, social media definitely is like, could be a thief of joy if you allow it to. It's not supposed to, like, I think, again, anything that it's the world gives can be mm -hmm. used for good or evil. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's up to you and how you navigate through social media. But you can't be like concerned about the numbers. And I know it's hard because you think like, well, if this is my purpose, like, why am I not getting oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> but I really think it's about mm -hmm. who you're engaging in. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, you could have one follower and that one follower, like you could have changed their whole life and their whole perspective. And it's like, that's mm -hmm. something to feel good about that you're actually being used as a servant. Like, exactly. it's again about giving the glory back to God and also with social media like it's not that serious like take a break from it put your phone down get back into the word like read a book I don't know but I definitely always take time <laughs> off like they have a a thing um I don't know it depends on if you have a business account or not but they have a thing mm -hmm. on the side in your setting where you can actually see how long you are on Instagram mm -hmm. like for the day so I try not to exceed like an hour, hour and a half throughout the day. Like that's my max because our brains aren't even supposed to be going that fast in the day. Like, right. So, oh my gosh. I, I mean, love you're that. seeing pictures, you're seeing images, mm -hmm. like you gotta like slow it down and yeah. just take some time, go outside, mm -hmm. take a walk, um, see nature. I don't know, but social media is really not that serious. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> social media is not that serious I, yeah I, I agree just amen to everything she just said because I need to go find this timer so I can turn it on on my page yeah. but I have it on on TikTok I'll be like I set a timer for like 15 minutes and you know TikToks are short so it definitely feels like I've been on there much longer than 15 minutes when I see that timer go off but mm -hmm. yeah if you yeah. can do it unique do what unique said use the timer because <laughs> social Definitely media don't. isn't that serious it's it's really not go on there to do your mission like i go on there to post mm -hmm. i engage a little bit you know see what other people are doing like i check out your page a lot or i'll check mm -hmm. out somebody else's page well thank post. you <laughs> and then i'll just be off for the day it's just too much it's too much for my brain yeah, no, it is. It feels like a lot is happening at, at one time. And it's easy to get caught up in the comparing yourself to others. But like you yeah. say, we go back to God. God is our source of peace, our source of joy. So as long as you have that, you should be good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
so uh, this uh, transitions me to my last point. And oh, my camera, my camera is being really difficult right now. Ah, wait, let me, I'm gonna stop the video and then return back okay. and hopefully it'll, it'll be nice to me. Ah, it's back. Okay, so this transitions <laughs> me to my last point. Mm -hmm. um, which you actually touched on a little bit. Um, so I think that our biggest source of spiritual growth is knowing the word, because when you know the word, you know the God you serve. And when you know the God you serve, you know his promises um, and the things that he has in his will for your life. And that gives you something to stand on. So now you don't feel like you're just out here alone. Because I know when a lot of people first come to Christ, it is a, a feeling of being alone because you're leaving your old lifestyle, your old habits, the old places you used to go, old friends, things like that. So um, is there any Bible verse or any scripture that gives you encouragement or strength when you're feeling like down or discouraged? Yeah. Um... I believe Psalm 123, Psalm 123, as I walk through the valley, the shadow of death. I fear no evil. I think it's Psalm 123. Mm -hmm. I like to still learn myself. But that's the one I've always read since I was like eight years old. Like my dad gave me that one. And it just reminds me that I'm never alone and that God is always with me. Um, even when I'm like fearful of doing something, I know that he's with me. He's walking with me no matter if it's night or day, no matter if. I'm in a season where I feel alone, like he just always there with me. So um, it's important to just have a scripture or just reading your word in general and having an understanding that you're never alone in this. Um, God is always with you. He's always going to guide your steps. But again, you have to make the decision to step out on faith. So you have to trust that, you know, as you're doing the work, he is on the back end, actually doing the harder work, like he's fighting your spiritual wars for you which is actually the harder work. Like we have the easy job. Like we just have to do the physical work. That's what I always say. <laughs> like he has a difficult job where he's literally fighting enemy and his agents, the demons and everybody. So mm -hmm. um, just remember that, that you're never alone in this and he's always with you and he's always going to have your best interests at heart. Amen. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like the scripture or the verse that I always go to like changes just depending on what is happening in my life. But like, I love the Psalms and I love Proverbs. Oh, so, Proverbs is yeah. a book that I started reading it. That's one of the books I started reading in um, first <laughs> Corinthians and second Corinthians as well. And yeah. now I'm retouching mm -hmm. it again with my life coach and we're rereading it because I think in every season, like you look at it differently when you reread it. Yeah, book. yeah, mm -hmm. you do really. I know, like for the longest time, Ecclesiastes was like my favorite book just because it talks about like the meaning of life. Like, what is life? And I went through that where I was like, why are we here? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And then, you know, of course, I like later was like, okay, well, I have a calling and a purpose and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> at that time, I was like, why are we doing this? And so what gives me that that whole book of Ecclesiastes, like if you guys haven't read it, um, it's just speaking on how life is a vapor. Like if we we can work all day, we can try to find joy in um, anything of this world, money, parties, eating the best food, whatever, whatever. But ultimately, when you die, you can't take those things with you. Um, and when it comes uh you know time for like money and things like that those things get passed on to your family or whoever else is left behind so 
instead of spending your life making work the goal or money the goal or whatever it is that's physical, don't do that. Um, and even when it comes to chasing wisdom, like this is the Jules from the Trenches podcast, and we dropped many Jules this episode, haha. But <laughs> even when it comes to wisdom, because there's another Bible verse I'm sure you've read that says, everything on earth shall pass away. Um, on heaven, in heaven and on earth shall pass away, but the only thing that will remain is God's love. And so that transitions me back to Ecclesiastes. Um, so what is the purpose of life? It, having a relationship with God, serving God, doing his will, bringing people back to Christ. Um, that really is what brings me joy. That is really what is uh, uh, fulfills me and gives me a purpose. And like you said, even when you're going through like hard moments in life, you have a peace in you still. Um, if I can't pay these bills or I don't know where I'm going to live or whatever is happening in your life, there's still a deeper peace like, but things will be okay. We, right. it might look this way, like, I don't know, but things are going to be okay. Definitely. Um, and like you were saying with life, um, it's really about us serving. Like, I think we think that <clears throat> this life is about us and it's really not. Um, right. This life on earth is very temporary and it's really about what you're doing on earth and how you're serving um, and giving back to God. Mm -hmm. So definitely this life is like bigger than us. And mm -hmm. I think that most people need to understand that, that there's more of a purpose in life than just like you were saying, like buying these things, um, clothes, cars, big houses, fancy things, those things are cool, but they're not really fulfilling to what your life's purpose is and like what your spirit actually needs. It's about serving. It's about exactly. giving back. Amen. I love that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so just to recap and wrap up this episode, I have Miss Unique with me. She is so wonderful, guys. <laughs> and she is, she was dropping jewels, okay, for spiritual growth. So uh, some main points that we covered, um, the difference between it was meant to be and not meant to be. How do you know if it was meant to be and not meant to be? The reason why we don't just throw that statement out there. <laughs> And sometimes how we can confuse um, something that uh, the enemy was doing in our lives versus something that we just didn't do. Like maybe you're being lazy. Maybe it wasn't the enemy's reason why you were late for work. Maybe you just didn't get out of bed in time to be on time for work. <laughs> um, we also spoke on uh, the pressure in society to be perfect. Why you shouldn't have that pressure on you. Social media. Um, the situation with uh, uh, Shakari Richardson um, and everything that's going on with her, um, and also just the biggest source of our spiritual growth, the word, God, building up your relationship with our Heavenly Father. Um, and I think those are some things that are oftentimes missed. Uh, definitely, if you're someone who's new to the faith, I think it's important when you first uh, learn the word, when you first uh, read it, try to have someone with you who understands it and can explain it to you so you won't do like I did. Right. <laughs> like Unique did, where we're falling asleep. Because right. um, it, it, it speeds up the process when you can have someone there to show you and be like, hey, this is all this means. Or maybe you might uh, find a nice Bible study plan or something like that online. Uh, mm -hmm. But is there anything else you would like to add with our spiritual growth recap? 
Yeah, um, to add to what you were saying about the Bible, also, mm-hmm. like, um, try to find, like, different translations mm-hmm. um, compared to King James Version or, mm-hmm. like, I want to actually read the Torah at one at some point as well, like, and actually learn mm-hmm. about our history. Um, I started actually approaching it as a history book as well, mm-hmm. um, especially us as um, Black people and learning about the history and everything mm-hmm. is really important. Um And then I guess the advice that I also wanted to leave with people, again, with social media, like God made you for a purpose and um, there's only one you, you know what I mean? And that's Mm -hmm. special. And so make sure that you utilize that purpose, because I know for me, um, I was I was utilizing it, but not to my full Mm -hmm. capacity. And so I would wrestle with that. And um, I guess. 2021, like I said in my live, it was just the year of um, execution for me. Um, 2020, if you use it properly, hopefully use it for preparation for what God has for you. Again, it's about Mm -hmm. turning um, a negative situation into a positive. You have choices in life. So I hope that in every situation, you can just take it and use it as a positive and just see what God has for you because God has something for each and every one of us and it's special. So I would just say, don't be hard on yourself. We're not perfect, but that's why we have a perfect God to lean on. And um, all we have to do is serve him and he'll do the rest for you. Amen. You guys go check out her blog. It is called Uniquely Divine. Um, It is spelled uh, Y-A-N-I-Q-U-E-L-Y, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E. You can also follow her on Instagram at Uniquely Divine. She is wonderful. She always posts very insightful things like what she just said. Um, And I'm sure for those of you who uh, might be new to the faith, might be like, I don't know what she just said, but it sounded very deep and very smart. She says things like that all the time. So you guys go ahead and follow her. And thank you for watching the Jewels for the Churches podcast. And we always make sure to say thank you every episode because we appreciate you guys. Um, So yeah, you can also check me out on Instagram. My name is diamond underscore of underscore faith. Um, And I try to do um, skits or just try to explain things of life. Like I said, I love Proverbs. I love giving little nuggets, jewels of wisdom and things like that. So thank you guys for checking us out and we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. In the trenches, 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 in the trenches.